When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Previously with the, the, you know, winning the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, we were able to really get better every single week. Even when we had a tough time in November, we were able to kind of use that adversity to, to help propel us through December on into January and be playing our best when it absolutely mattered. And I learned a lot from that. And, and now getting to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, offensively speaking, um, I see a lot of similar traits to what we did in Los Angeles. But this is our team. This is our opportunity to build something unique, uh, different, uh, but still keep some of the core principles that we feel very, very strongly about. That is new Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell speaking today, Wednesday at the NFL Scouting Combine, doing his media access there. Welcome into Purple Daily. Phil off the rest of the week, so it's Judd and Declan, sponsored as always by our friends at Surly Brewing, Surly Brewing Company. If you haven't tried it, you want to, especially that delicious beer, the official beer at Judd, the Furious, <laughs> and also by our friends at TCL TV. If you are uh, watching sports and aren't doing it on TCL TV, I got to flat out tell you, you're, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> TCL TV is a great experience. Sports on TCL look magnificent. All right, um, so this was um, uh, the day that O'Connell talked to the assembled press at the Combine. He actually talked to the, the beat people and had some interesting comments yesterday uh, in in Indy. Uh, new general manager, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, talked to, the, um, talked to the press both on at the podium and a side session yesterday. We discussed that, Declan, on Purple Daily, but I want to backtrack on something that we discussed a, a little bit and Quasi's comments had just come out when we talked about this. Um, it's the reaction and the discussion about Kirk cousins and, and sort of the, the way that the messages from both the GM and coach could be shaped as they talked about Kirk. And this is going to be a, a Kirk free bash zone. Okay. But I feel it's important to explain this because I think there's some confusion here and and Kirk's defenders are like you guys twisted their words, and, and Kirk's um, Kirk's critics were were like, no, no, the what the, what the coaches and GM are saying isn't true, and blah blah blah. So here's here's where I think in trying to parse apart what was said, here's where we're at right now, and where I will give Quasi uh, credit is this one. He's right. This is fluid. All right. So no decisions, no definitive decisions have been made. I think it's very important to point that out. So he's not lying about that. 
But here's where I think things lie. So in trying to parse apart all of the quotes that we saw on Tuesday from Indy, I think it's fair to say this. Quasi and Kevin O'Connell do not hate Kirk Cousins. I think that they see attributes there. I think that they think, as most folks do, if we can work with him, he can be improved. He can be better. We can get the most, and O'Connell keeps talking about this, we can get the most from Kirk possible. I believe he is telling the truth. Here's what they're not telling you, and here's where it gets dicey. And this is not bashing Kirk. This is the business of the National Football League, Declan Goff. The sides have clearly, so the Vikings and the Kirk um, and the Kirk camp, which involves probably the most important person, his agent, a guy by the name of Mike McCartney, who got Kirk both of his last two contracts. They have clearly met. In fact, Quasi said, we've met. What he didn't tell you is when, all right? But go back, Dex, a couple weeks. Do you recall when, when it came out, it leaked out that Kirk Cousins had told the Vikings, and more importantly, his agent had told the Vikings, Kirk will do an extension, but he is not taking a discount. Like, Kirk is not going to do, uh, hey, you know what, you guys, I've made a lot, and and um, I will take a three-year extension, and let's walk that, let's walk those cap hits way back. It came out that Kirk had, had said, I'll do an extension, which will help you cap-wise uh, for 2022 yeah. and bring down the current $45 million cap hit that Kirk is set to incur against the um, cap for the Vikings. But I want a market value deal going forward, which would mean that he essentially wants a, a base salary to increase from 35 mil in 2022 to 40 mil in 2023. So it's clear that that meeting took place. All right. And here's where we now can read into and interpret Adolfo Mensa's comment about Kirk. Among the many things he said, because part of the art of this is talking a lot. It's saying a ton of stuff. We love the guy. We love the guy. And then in the middle, we're going to drop in of sort of a curious statement. Quasi said, we will do what's best for the Minnesota Vikings. And Kirk will do what's best for Kirk. Okay. That is a reference. And, and people were trying to interpret that because it's interesting. That is clearly a reference to the fact that they've met. And the Vikings wisely realize that if Kirk is not going to back off his contract demands, it creates some question marks. Like they can't, they're not going to rush in and be like, okay, damn it. We tried sign our extension. That's where that becomes intriguing. The next part of what is a very fluid situation that continues to play out will take place. My guess, I don't know for sure, but my guess is at some point this week at the combine, when McCartney and the Vikings will sit down again. Okay. So they are going to sit down again at some point here soon and have to talk about his contract. And at some point in time, I think Dex, if Kirk doesn't back off and say, okay, let's try and make this work for me and you, as opposed to Kirk will do what's best for Kirk. Then I think the Vikings are forced with, do we try and trade him? Do do we take the 2022 cap hit as big as that's going to be and just allow him to play this out? 
or do we bite the bullet and sign him to an extension that nobody really finds palatable? So just to try to read through this entire thing, mm-hmm. that's where things stand. Yep. So so it's like there's no like smoking gun yet of, oh, Kirk is staying. And there's no smoking gun of Kirk is gone. But if you go back to, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was our old friend from ESPN, Jeremy Fowler, who broke the story. To go back to Kirk saying, I have no intention on redoing my contract and, and taking a salary cut, which you have broached multiple times as being the ideal thing. That's where I think things stand and why nobody is fully committing to, we like Kirk and damn it, he's back. They're saying, we like Kirk, but everybody has to do what's best. Does exactly. that make sense? Yes, no, it, it totally makes sense. Um, and that that's that's where I'm at with it. Uh, I. I I'm not surprised that Kwesi and Adolfo Mensa has met with Kirk's representation and his agent and are looking at, at talking about the future. Good. I think, I think it'd be the, it'd be weird if Kwesi hadn't met with his agent yet at this point. I mean, he's been on the job now, right? What Judd, like six weeks, a little more than a yeah, month. So about, about six weeks at some point. Yeah. And so they, they've, they've definitely have a, had a discussion, but yep. I, I think you're the point of, all right, where can, where can we meet here, Kirk? What's your demands? And here's what we can also give you. And if, honestly, to make a apples oranges comparison, if the MLB is saying this and the players want this, well, we're going to have, we have a lockout here. We have an impasse and we don't know how we're going to solve this. Um, if one people want a certain amount and the other people don't want a certain amount, and if one side isn't willing to play ball and the other side is, um, it's going to cause some friction. So I, I'm curious on what that extension potentially could look like with the Vikings. But I, I'm going to assume that Kwesi and Kevin O'Connell have a certain number in mind of the Kirk camp that says, all right, Kirk, yes, we want to smooth out the $45 million cap it, and we want you here for, let's call it the long haul, but here's what we can do. Here's the best we can do for you. And if you can't meet us somewhere or meet us at that demand, then we're going to explore every avenue at making our roster better for the long haul then. I think, I think, and that's, that's fair on them. That's, that's not us trying to usher out Kirk. That's not us bashing Kirk. That's the reality the Vikings face. They're over the cap. They have significant problems they have to address on their team in general when it comes to finding the narrow next cornerbacks, what to do to Neil Hunter's future. They have a draft to plan for in less than, less than eight weeks. There's a lot of things on the checklist. And to be honest, keeping your quarterback happy should be near the, the top of that priority list. And knowing who is our franchise quarterback going into that draft is very important because it could change your draft plan. So yes, I, I'm, I'm glad that Kwesi has met with them. And I, I just hope that that dialect has happened. And if, and if Kirk, by the way, is willing to say, because I want this on the record too, because everyone thinks we're just Kirk bashers. If Kirk comes to them and says, you know what? All right, I'm in. I'll do that extension at X amount of dollars because it's going to help this team and help our case to win a Super Bowl, then I'm all in. And honestly, I would applaud Kirk for that. I, 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 would, I would beyond give him the round of applause for, for having the realization that I have to make less money and I'm all in on this plan with Quasi and Kevin O'Connell. That's going to maximize everything. So that's kind of where I stand with it. And let's go through this too from from the different participants, okay? Because O'Connell, for sure, when asked by by Quasi, by the Wilfs, by the committee that was put together to vet the head coaching candidates, Kevin O'Connell for sure said, "I can work with Kirk. Yeah, right. I worked with him before." Like. I am sure that what has been 
what has come out is all true. That Kevin O'Connell said, yeah. That, now, d- does that, that mean that he loves Kirk as, as much as has been indicated? It's in his best interest to say, if you have a quarterback, I can work with him. But everybody from uh, Quasi to O'Connell to the assistant coaches now, Dex, everybody has to have a breaking point of, okay, I can't do that. And and in Kirk's case, I don't think it's necessarily like, well, he's gone because I can't stand him. I think it's at that price, we can't build a team good enough for me to prop up Kirk. So, so like if we're talking about Brady here, right? It's like, okay, Tom Brady's unbelievable. And and we need to build around him, but the art of building around him isn't going to take as much as Kirk. So I don't think it's that O'Connell has said, get him out. I think O'Connell has probably honestly said, this is how far I can take this. And and at this price point, it's too much. Because I can't make him, I can't make Kirk a player that doesn't have a guard or two guards, right? Like, I can't do that. I can't, I can only work so many potential Kirk miracles here. And so that's where I think it's a very fair, not a, not a bashing discussion, but if Kirk is saying, I want to be paid like a top quarterback in this league, O'Connell would be a fool to, to say, we'll make that work. So, I mean, this is a smart play. And this is why everybody is saying, we like Kirk. We think that Kirk can be in, in our system if we surround him. But keep in mind, O'Connell talked about this. They taught. They both talked about what Dex. They both talked about bringing in the parts around Kirk, right? So, so like, like we want to have a team offensively that is tailored to what Kirk does. But what does that that require? Money. So, like, this is all about the contract, and it's very fair. And and if the cousins, if cousins is representatives continue to say he is going to break the bank. I think that they are faced with, and this is not Kirk bashing, it's not even Kirk supporting, it's reality. It's realistic podcasting. I think that they are faced with a decision of, okay, we just can't do that. Like we're, we can go so far and that's it. But, you know, we're talking about offensive line expenditures. We're, we are talking about at some point in time soon, probably a year from May, Justin Jefferson being extended and that ain't going to be cheap. And guess what? It shouldn't Mm -hmm. be cheap. So anyway, I think to parse all through all of these quotes without anybody thinking that like, this is some type of passionate, we are trying to just get Kirk out of town. This is a business negotiation, nothing more, nothing less. And at some point in time, they're either going to reach a place where everybody is satisfied and happy and this team can be built or they're going to get to a place where they say, from the Viking standpoint, we can't do what we want with you making that much. And I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I think the quotes have been very fair yep. from both sides. I agree. I, I think from I think sides. it's been a very, very fair and, and delicate process here. And I'm curious where it goes. You know, I know Kevin O'Connell spoke today. It's great theater. And it's, yeah, it's it's, it's phenomenal Absolutely. stuff. I'm, I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for this next era. All right. Speaking of the next thing... As you you just said, O'Connell spoke today at the Combine. Um, He talked about the offensive line. He talked about Garrett Bradbury. Let's play that clip and react to what Kevin O'Connell 
had to say about the guys who are right now going to be protecting Kirk Cousins. You know, as I really started to study the roster, uh, the offensive line jumped out at me. The skill sets of both our guys on the edge, uh, the tackle position is very strong. I think the guard position, there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot to like. And then in my mind, uh, obviously, Garrett Bradbury in the middle um, is what you look for from a core center from the standpoint of communicating. Uh, we do a lot of things. We ask our center to do a lot of things. I know uh, Mason Cole did a great job last year uh, as well. So you look at the tape and you just study the tape. Uh, there's a lot to like there. There's a lot to build off of. Uh, and a lot of people want to talk about building an offense for the quarterback position or maybe the skill players, but you do it for the offensive linemen as well and all those guys across the board, the depth we have. Uh, it's exciting because you can do a lot of different things with that group, and I know I, I cannot wait to get started with those guys. I'd like to play a little game with you. Okay. It's called, it's called Did Kevin O'Connell's Nose Grow During <laughs> the Answer? Did he go Pinocchio? Pinocchio, All right? yes. Yeah. I'm going to start with this one. Okay. His, his, um, his emphasis on the tackles. Did Kevin O'Connell's nose grow and go Pinocchio when talking about Christian Derrissaw and Brian O'Neill? The floor is yours. I think that's accurate. Think that part's accurate. Those are those those are is. those are your two talented. uh that, that talented, makes sense. Right? Yeah. Truth. I agree. Truth. I think his nose stayed exactly the same. Yep. I don't think there was any ooh, uh, I don't think that I think he was being honest. All right. Let's move inside. Did Kevin O'Connell's nose grow when he talked about the guards? <laughs> Here's the fun part of what he said. He said, We have great depth there. <laughs> which I is why, that's why we're playing the game, baby. Which is true. There is well, but guys is it great? There. Or right, but is it great or is it just depth? We have depth. <laughs> I I think his nose grew a little bit, okay. like not not terribly long. Sure. Yeah, I think. It, oh no, I think it grew a little bit. Okay, um, because and and plus, I will say this: Ezra Cleveland might be good, right? Could like, be. I don't think he was a disaster. Yeah, he he has been moved from tackle to guard. And I think he's been, I mean, I'm not trying to, to say that he deserves to go to a Pro Bowl, but like I haven't watched him and thought consistently, oh my God, is he bad. So I, I think his nose grew a bit. Great depth sort of stopped me. All right. Hmm. Last part of this game. Okay. Did Kevin O'Connell's nose grow when he addressed the center position and in particular, Garrett Bradbury? Oh, that's, uh, that's. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, that is, that, that was. I mean, Talk he's to me. he's, Talk he's to me, Dex. He, he's accurate. That, I mean, he's an he was built as a rut as a, as an athletic center, um, <laughs> and and what you know he said what you look for from a communication standpoint. We ask a lot of our center, and that's true. Got it. Especially in today's NFL, you got to ask a lot of them. They're 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 not just a guy that hikes the ball. They're one of the smartest people in the football field, right? And I see a guy that has very good movement skills, and it's been a matter of finding the right fit for him. So. That's interesting because I, I credit Gary Kubiak from a, from back in the day of he came up with a, a, a zone-blocking scheme, right, that was going to maximize the strengths and try to hide some of those weaknesses that Garrett Bradbury in this offensive line had. Uh, but I, I think Kevin O'Connell was, was doing the best he could. And the fact he also threw in Mason Cole into that, I think, to me— He did a great the, job, too. How much did he point— I, yeah, that's okay. the Batman backhanded slap compliment right there. That's that's exactly what that is. Yeah, I'm calling on on Bradbury. I'm calling complete BS. 
I'm calling. And it's not that he's not a smart guy. I'm sure he's very smart, but ain't no way. Like the tackles, I'm buying. Yeah. The guards, I was in great depth, no, but I don't think I, I think that you definitely need a starting right guard. But I think your left guard's in place. I really do. Um Garrett Bradbury, come on, man. Come on. Come on. You don't need to come yeah, you know what? We don't need that sunshine. Oh. That that answer about Bradbury makes me more suspicious about everything O'Connell says. Yeah, and to be honest, I think like it's find a way to avoid that one, right? Yep. I think uh, I think Kevin O'Connell needs a little bit of insurance there, and that's where a Federated Mutual Insurance Company come in. Federated is passionate about the care and enrichment of the next generation, just like Kevin O'Connell's uh, uh, cares about the next enrichment and and uh, and care of the next offensive line. And at the heart of our civic and charitable focus is youth mentoring. Youth mentoring. That's what youth that's what Federated important. does with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Kevin O'Connell does that with Garrett Bradbury, Mason Cole. Okay, that's exactly that's what he's trying to do. And there, and Federated is a proud employees who are currently volunteering to be a big brother, big sister couple. And yet there are hundreds and thousands of children in southern Minnesota still waiting for a big Ignite Your Year and Empower Potential Today. Consider this your personal invitation to learn more about big brothers and big sisters, federatedinsurance.com. That's awesome. And you know what? So, so KOC seems like a really good guy. He really does, right? Like he seems like a good guy, a likable guy. I found his his response on Bradbury to be a little bit disconcerting. So I would like to personally, when when he comes back to town, I would like to invite the young man to grab a beer with me. Okay. And when we grab that beer to talk about <laughs> his responses when he's talking about players who have a good chance to not be starters but were, I'd like to sit down and say, Kevin, I would like to have a have a couple beers from the first. Surly Variety Pack of 2022. In fact, you know what? I'd say, here's a Furious for you. Go to a Havoc Machine next. I will start with the Ghost Empire Dark Lager, and then I will go to, because I'm going to steal these for myself, the Hyper Modern <laughs> Idaho 7 IPA, which I absolutely love. So that's what I would say. Kevin, let's sit down and enjoy a Surly Variety Pack, and let's think about what when we answer questions about guys who are clearly first-round disappointments if not busts um kevin o'connell has done something though Declan Goff, very smart now i counted we got another batch of of i thought that it, it was done but it was not we got another batch of um assistant coaches and strength guys mm-hmm. being named to o'connell staff yesterday i now count 26 assistants that go through the strength and conditioning staff okay 26 of them that is a remarkable amount um, but here's the most intriguing one, okay. I think personally. A guy by the name of Ryan Cordell. All right. Now I've got his resume right here because th- this name clearly is not going to ring bells. But Ryan Cordell is a guy who, according to, to what the Vikings put out, um in 2014 was a San Francisco 49ers salary cap intern. In 2015, he became an offensive assistant. In 2016, he became a football operations coordinator for San Fran. And then in 17, 18, he was a special assistant to the GM. So, like, he rose through the ranks quickly. Uh, In 2019, he left to work for the Browns and spent two years as a football research analyst um, and coaching assistant. He is now going to join O'Connell's staff as the pass game specialist, but that's not the important part of the title. 
He is also has the title of Vikings Game Management Coordinator. Game Management Coordinator. And according to the team, he is going to be especially helpful to Kevin O'Connell during games, end of half situations. We will all recall that with Zim, especially this past season, the end of, of the halves were, for the most part, disastrous. This is exactly 1,000% what Mackie, you, and, and basically Madden fans have been talking about forever, that this team needs just an assistant who, who when the clock is ticking and the fur is flying, has the ability to only be focused on the game clock and the situations, not concerned about the personnel packages, not concerned about where, you know, this player is hurt, only concerned about the actual situation involving the clock, the down, and what a team should do. The hiring of Ryan Cordell, which I believe it will be the first time the Vikings have ever had a coach or assistant like this, is one of the probably quietest, sneakiest, and smartest things that this team has done to get itself into the National Football League 2022. Yeah, I want to know this guy's Madden record. I, wa- I, I want to know uh, how many online games and how many ultimate teams uh, he has he has coordinated on, on his old Madden football games before. Yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about. And to be honest, like, we, we it's very easy us for us as uh, as football fans to sit there and watch football on our TV on our TCL TVs and analyze the mistakes that coaches make um, in those pressure moments. But when you're when you're out there, I gotta imagine it's difficult. I, you, there's so many things you're managing and trying to figure out and and coordinating. And from Kevin O'Connell, who's not just trying to 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 coach a football game, but also call the offense and dealing with all these distractions. Having a guy like this is probably going to help him. I mean, how many? Why aren't other sure. teams yeah. employing this kind of guy more? I think more teams are now, right? I, I think so. Yeah. I, I want to say, I want to say that when McVay got the job with the Rams initially back, now what? Deck six years, five years. It's been a, it's been now, yeah. a while. Um, he actually brought, brought on a guy who's now gone, but a former Gopher assistant by the name of Jed Fish, who did exactly this. But I mean, it's just somebody who can basically be cognizant continually of one of the most important things i just don't i've never gotten and i think it was phil who first brought this topic up with me like four or five years back i've never understood like you have an assistant linebackers coach right and and like you have all of these like nuanced like trying to look for the detail coaches and research people and that's all fine that's great but i've never gotten to your point just now why you wouldn't be like Okay, my head coach might be really smart. Like my head coach might be a bleeping genius, but nobody's brain can keep track of everything at once. And and you know, as the clock ticks down, as as the Vikings saw this past year, as the clock ticks down, there is nothing more important than that clock because it controls the game. So yeah, I mean, this is this is absolutely a smart thing, a huge thing, because you know, if you're going to have reams of information right and like we vet everything now analytics right like we know every situation and we know what's smart and what's dumb but then you don't have a person who can detach basically like i want the person who is watching the clock to be as as unexcited as uninvolved right like i don't want emotion there is nothing worse 
than watching a head coach be ticked off at the referees for a call and looking, and Zim, Zim and Ticey both did this, looking at the scoreboard, seeing a replay, and spiking the red flag like, yeah, I'm challenging that. <laughs> like, fans love it. Yeah, that's great. Zim, go Zim. But the reality is that challenge is valuable. Like, I want you to have somebody consulting you who has almost no, like, no in-game passion. Like, isn't caught up in the heat of the moment. Yeah. So, so the the hiring here of Ryan Cordell, to me, is a very, very important step in the Vikings changing. Yeah, I agree, too. I, I think it's just having the awareness of, hey, I, I need to delegate some of this stuff. I mean, Zimmer was a control freak. And at one point, I think, did do a good job of delegating. When he first got on here, right? He hired Norv Turner. Hired yeah, Norv. He and struggled with the clock. He always struggled with the and clock. never admitted he stunk with the clock. Exactly. Which is, which, which is no shame. So, so That's good, no shame. Yep. I'd struggle with it, too. So good for him to find someone that can hopefully help alleviate some of that. I, th- I think it's really impressive. There, there's a lot of guys on the coaching staff, and I think, they're, I think they did the right thing hiring a guy like this. 26 bleeping people. 26 guys. No, no, I think three or four are, are um, officially in the strength and conditioning role. But if you include them, 26. The one thing I've always been told is there is no salary cap on coaching staffs. And, and so the teams that there are teams that say, screw it, we will hire and pay guys too. So mm-hmm. if I, All right. and if yep. I, if I could be honest, if, oh. I could, if I come up with one job coordinator I could have in the Vikings, I think it'd be chill boys coordinator. The Chill oh, Boys coordinator. Chill boys. You know, I, 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 would, I would march right into, I'd kick open KOC's office and I'd say, Kevin, welcome to Minnesota. Here's a Surly Brewing Cup. Here's, here's a Surly Furious for you. And also, here's a pair of Chill Boys. You're going to need these. Yeah. You're going to need these performance brands. You need that bamboo fabric. You need all of the, all of the above. It's still wintertime. It might yep. be getting warmer, but I'll tell you what, those long johns still fit nicely. Judd wears them all the time. Judd wears, he, he's a basketball Love player. Him. And he puts his shorts over the top of them. Wearing with the shorts and, uh, on. And his, and his beloved thinks he's LeBron James walking around with, with his no, compression. No, she thinks um, I'm a geek. Oh, she's your geek. She, she thinks I'm a complete geek. Never mind. Complete nerd. But I don't really care about that because the Chill Boys are so com- comfortable. And, I mean, that's the thing is O'Connell has to learn. He's not from here. He's got to learn about Surly. He's got, got to learn about Chill Boys. He's got to learn about all of these things that we in this state embrace. And then he's got to change the culture so that the Vikings can finally win tackling golf that first Super Bowl, which is the only goal of this show, Purple Daily, a Super Bowl championship. We don't care how you get there. We just want you to get there. Talk to you tomorrow on more Purple Daily.